Welcome to the Growing Family Podcast. We're a family of four discovering what it means to grow our family and our farm one season, one seed, and one animal at a time. Get ready to grow with us. Today we're talking about moving south. So that's the big news for everybody. We are moving south. Soon. Hopefully very soon. Yeah. Um, We have been planning this a long time where we're hoping to... Um, basically we have talked about this before, I believe, but about a year ago we sold our small property, um, a quarter acre in, uh, Indianapolis and moved in with Morgan's parents, uh, here on the South side of Indy. And so living in a, an HOA neighborhood in somebody else's house, um, for the last year has been interesting, you know, to mm-hmm. say the least. We're very thankful for them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But trying to, you know, you can't really farm. I guess you can farm somebody else's property, but it makes it harder when mm-hmm. in, you're in an HOA and it makes it harder when it's not yours and right. all that. So um, hopefully we will very, very soon um, have a property of our own and we are aiming for Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Or East. Yeah. Or East, somewhere in that region. Hopefully we can lock something in here. The housing market's crazy, and when you're trying to find just the right thing with a little bit of acres, you know, big enough for our growing family, it's uh, it's been interesting. You think, mm-hmm. Morgan? Yeah, that's why we talked about disappointments last week. <laughs> it was like a preface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we're in a market right now that you know, people are putting houses up and then they're selling, you know, in two days. So it can be very disheartening, especially when you are two states away. Yeah, we can't easily get to the house. Exactly. And so we thought we would do this podcast on kind of just the ups and downs of that process and how how we started out, you know, things we've learned, and then hopefully where we'll be going. Um, We were kind of thinking about waiting to do this one until after we found the thing. But I think it's good to kind of key people into like where we're actually at now. And then maybe we can do a follow up like once we find the property and like lock it in and we can, you know, explain the the other half of this. Does that sound good? Yeah. I feel like we started with big dreams that we've already kind of cut in half and then quartered and (laughs) now we're like barely there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean the reality is, you know, we're we're a fairly young couple with young kids and so there are there are wants and there are needs and so trying to parse that out has been interesting i need a laundry room you need a laundry room Mm -hmm. you can't just in the creek no just the washboard (laughs) not with these kids (laughs) but uh yeah so things like that we um we started out you know hoping and dreaming to get somewhere like 20 acres yeah upwards of 20 23 acres would be awesome that i think that would be a property size that we could pretty much into infinity have things we could do projects we could you know accomplish and everything and you know the idea of a food forest um, a full-on food forest one day and a productive farm is kind of still in the works but i think as we have progressed you know and reality sits in of okay, now we're moving to a different state. So jobs are going to have to be different, or at least they're going to look different, you know, and pay might change. And so it's really hard to have an idea of what that's going to be like when we're not there. And that really, I mean, that could be the same thing if you're just moving down the street. 
it doesn't even really necessarily have to be like a full state move or moving out of the country. Um, Anytime you're moving and changing your circumstances, you're going to face these types of thoughts and these types of like struggles, really. Mm -hmm. So true. So, so yeah, it was, where would we start, Morgan, from the beginning? Um, yeah, when you moved within 15 days. Oh my gosh. While yeah. I was pregnant, so you, I didn't get to help. She got this wily idea, hey, the market is changing, we should sell our house. <laughs> and, and basically, within a month, we had to get everything ready to get out of there. And then we had like a 15 day closing. And so they wanted to move in in two weeks. So I had two weeks <laughs> by myself, basically. Yeah, to I was pregnant. Up, <laughs> pack up our two-bedroom you know, house with a full basement that was packed full of junk. There were boxes we hadn't even opened mm-hmm. since we've got, gotten married. This is why we said minimalism is the way to go. You can go back and listen <laughs> to that episode as well. Yeah, the minimalism uh, was something that we were really praying for at at that moment because it was like we have so much stuff yeah and like half of it's useless and the other half is like kind of useful um or we have two or ten of everything yeah so that was fun um moving from that house to this house and you know kind of cramming all of our stuff into basement slash a couple bedrooms um yeah that's true it was it was fun. I mean, it wasn't fun. It was terrible. You but said it was one of the hardest things you've ever done. Yeah. Well, and so you were pregnant. I was in the busiest time of work for me. October. Yeah. It's just like insanity. And then also trying to move. So I'd like go to my, and then my commute doubled from the old house to this house. So I would wake up an hour earlier than I normally would have an hour commute mm-hmm. to work, work a long day, and then drive to the old house, load up my car, and then drive to this house and unload. And that was like every day. Yeah. Plus we have the dogs here that we had to take care of. And we still had the rabbits and the chickens at the other house. Yeah. And so I'm trying to take care of animals at two different locations. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Luckily we have some just amazing friends and wonderful family members that were able to you know, come alongside us and help us do that. And there was still a bunch of stuff like that greenhouse. There's all kinds of like pots and stuff like that and farming things, urban farming things that I just left. Like whoever bought that house got like a reel of hose. They got all kinds of good stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was the beginning, I guess. And then we didn't really do much. We put all of our money into a CD, a 12-month CD, to hopefully mm-hmm. gather some interest over time. Um, yeah. Rather than like a traditional investment or it's something like nice. that. It's been nice, yeah. I I really enjoy just putting it somewhere where it makes money and you're not doing anything. Yeah. And it kind of forces us to have a timeline too. It's like, okay, we have 12 months to figure our stuff out and then then it's game time because now we yeah. have down payment money. The only um, bad thing is like at six months I was like, let's go ahead, you know, <laughs> but you don't really want to touch it early. But I mean, there's not that big of a penalty. You're just right. going to make less off the interest. Yeah. So we've been, we have not been waiting till October. We have been looking pretty hard lately. Um, and it's crazy. Yeah. It really is. You know, you find something that you're like, this is pretty cool, but it's hard to know. Like we said earlier, since you're in two different, you're two states away. Oh yeah. We saw one home. <laughs> 
that on the photos it was like, oh, you know, this is a house we could fix up. And then it was like, oh, is it across the street from a junkyard? Maybe. I don't know. Like, you can't really tell. And you're like, is that an old photo or is that new? And then we get there. And yeah, it was not, like the view out the window was this old junkyard. Yeah. <laughs> and the house itself was like, oh my goodness, very falling old, apart. Not well taken care of. This, I think somebody was like leaning against a wall going up the stairs every time they went and left a stain of like oil along like, the side of yeah, the wall. Like a grease mark from their yeah. body. And then one of the bedrooms, like you could see under that bedroom in the bathroom on the ceiling, there was some damage coming through, like yeah, water damage. Yeah, a little damage. bit of water damage. And when you stood on it upstairs, I was like, oh, this is going to fall through at some point. This whole house is going down. Yeah, there was some foundation issues as well. The land was beautiful. It had a cool barn. It was really pretty. Um, probably and like there's a house down the street for sale. I'm kind of scared, though. I'm like, I don't want to be by that junkyard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the house is kind of nice, though. But so, yeah, so that's a combination of, you know, obviously we're getting on line, you know, we can't just drive down the street because it's, it's five hours away, four hours away. Yeah. Um, so the hard thing for us is we don't really know the areas that well. Right. And so that's step one is just trying to figure out like what part of the state we want to be in. Um, and we're we have, all over the place. Yeah. We have different parameters. I mean, obviously you want a beautiful view, but you also have to think about like what the home prices in those areas are and things like that and so yeah we've gone from 20 acres to okay we could do 10 so okay five's all right and now we're like okay quarter acre so we're back, <laughs> back to, to literally quarter where quarter acre farms is like our business name yeah we're probably gonna end up with the quarter acre it's possible again. yeah as long I mean, as there's like other land near that that we could do something with as well because i mean here's the thing and that's why we have that's why Quarter Acre Farms is the name of our, our business. It's like you can provide for your family on even a tiny piece of land. Even if you're not even if you don't have a quarter acre, if you're just in an apartment, there are ways to grow your own food, whether it's uh, meat or it's, you know, vegetables or anything like that. There are so many ways to provide for you and your family um, no matter what size of land you have. Obviously, I would love to have 20 acres because mm -hmm. I can do stuff with that till I die yeah. and then my kids could still do things with it you know um multiple home sites yeah it would yeah. it'd be awesome to be able to host people mm -hmm. you know have like a little tiny home that they could stay in or something yeah. like that and from living here we've realized we like living with other generations like we enjoy living mm -hmm. near my parents you know so even though you know you wouldn't want to be maybe in the same home you could still be on the same property yeah, I think multi-generational, like, upbringing is very helpful. I think that, that the kids are benefiting from having us as parents and them as grandparents, like, in their daily lives. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I just really like that whole concept in general of just kind of keeping the family kind of close, which we're here about to move, yeah. you know, away from our family. So it would be nice to, if they could come with us or join us yeah. at some time in the future. But... Yeah. The, the purpose of going south, um, as the title of this podcast indicates, mm -hmm. is so Indiana, we're, you know, we're kind of in a northern climate here. Um, we still have pretty cold winters and the growing season's a little shorter. So we kind of, we wanted to hit somewhere in the middle as far as um, the United States is concerned, um, growing zones wise. So we're trying to hit like a seven 
yeah. 7A um, growing zone, and we're currently in like a 5A. So it would be, each growing zone is about 5 degrees temperature difference. So we're going from, I think, like a negative 5 or negative 10 in the, in the winter as like the, you know, quote-unquote minimum temperature. Um, it would be going to like a 0 or a 5 degrees. Yeah. Um, if that, it's if always that, kind of that like might 10 be weird degrees for warmer. People. Yeah. For people who don't understand like climate zones, growing zones, that might be a weird thing to it seems think like about. it wouldn't change a lot of it, but it does. Yeah. It now you get warmer summers too, which I don't mind. Yeah. I've learned it's okay. Like we went camping the other week when we did the camping mm-hmm. podcast. That was in Tennessee and it was like 100 degrees. But it was we fine. handled it. And we didn't have air conditioning, so I mean, we did in the car, but at night we didn't with the um, cabin. So I think yeah. it's very doable. That helped me see, like, okay, it's hot, but I can handle it. Yeah. So that's part of it. I mean, knowing, like we were saying, understanding the areas. So going down, mm-hmm. visiting, driving through some of these areas. There are a couple of spots we thought this is perfect geographically. It's central to a lot of the things that we're interested in. You know, and then we go drive down there and we yeah. hit that area and it's like, ooh, nope. Yeah. No, hard no. Um, Sorry, that's Emery. Emery's talking. She's right next to me. You'll hear her like sucking her thumb. I'm honestly and... surprised she's not been talking more. Yeah. She's probably going to fuss here in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, so we, when we first were thinking about going down there, we visited the area that was like on paper the best like geographic location Ugh, because not like it was it. like close to the mountains, mm-hmm. but far enough away that you're not like in the mountains um and then we hated it it was like it felt dark it was not like the towns were really small which i have no problem with down though but yeah there's not like close hospitals if something major were to happen and to get anywhere you really had to go around a mountain um which obviously is not the most ideal so we kind of scratched that one off and then we've been looking more closer to nashville at this point maybe um about an hour out so we'll see um visiting the area again just seeing what there is to see that's why we've struggled to podcast we've been back and forth back and forth on the road a lot yeah Yeah. so that's part of it and then making community is huge i mean Mm -hmm. finding people down there like i spent some time last weekend was it last weekend or two weekends ago it was last weekend Mm -hmm. um last weekend down there with a group um of like-minded individuals kind of homestead thinkers um made some good connections you know they're great people and i got some numbers Mm -hmm. you know one of the gentlemen was nice enough to let me stay at his place for the night because i wasn't going to have a spot because i was going to stay at my dad's place down there but that ended up not working out so it's just really cool to kind of get a feel for the area get a feel for the people and then now is the final step of getting a feel for the housing market in those yeah. areas. And we finally have like a real estate agent that we mm-hmm. like. And um, you know, we got a real estate attorney that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a lender that we like. And mm-hmm. so everything's kind of slowly falling into place. But it took time because yeah. the first like two, three real estate agents did not work out. Right. Right. Yeah, one of them, she didn't even show up to show us a house. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. was weird. <laughs> I, like, signed up for a specific time and talked to her on the phone and set up that specific time. And then we call her, oh, I didn't know what time we were going to do that. 
Yeah, I feel like I had to break up with her, too. It did. It kind of it felt was, like a high school breakup. Yeah, because she kept calling, calling, calling. And I was like, I'm sorry, we're going with a different agent. And she like sent me a long text. Like Aww. It was weird. Bless her heart. But it was nice. But, but everybody yeah. has been super nice. We visited. Uh, there was a property that we were looking at getting um, that we thought was really going to work out. And then... So we like we like went down, took our family to the county fair, for that county, and like visited that area. And then that day, found out that somebody else bought that property. Not I don't want to say out from under us because there was no contract or anything like that. Right. You know, it was just all verbal agreements. But it was just you know it was kind of sad. It was hard. Um, I mean that's probably going to happen until we finally have something in a contract. Yeah. So we have to know verbal agreement isn't enough. Right. But that's, I guess, so the take-home point for this episode probably is that each thing has gotten us a little closer. Yeah. So that that process pushed us through understanding, you know, some of the some of the fine lines on um, the surveys of that area. People, mm-hmm. a lot of people are selling property, but no one really knows where the property line is. So it's super important to to figure that out before um, before yeah. yeah. Because you might think, oh, yeah, this little creek is on my property and I'm going to have flowing water year-round and then I can tap into that for my homestead. Well, what happens if you buy the place, find out later, oh, actually, your property line is just on the other side of that creek, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, it is very important to know these things. And then also we got our um, like real estate, oh, what is it called, attorney. We found um, them through that process because we were going to have to get one anyway for that. You have to have that in Tennessee, not in Indiana. Yeah, I don't think we never had to have a real estate attorney um, when we buy, bought or sold here. But yeah, apparently that is a thing down there. And then, um, yeah, through the last couple weekends of going down there and looking at houses and everything, we've kind of weeded out good and bad um, real estate agents. And we've worked with two different, three different lenders now. One of them mm-hmm. was a nightmare. And yeah. just really, and that for that one, I would say find a good one that will talk to you on the phone and explain everything. Because the one we were going with, they would basically just, they just pushed us through the whole process, just shoved us through it and, and made it accelerate faster and faster. And it was like, we don't even have a house that we're even asking for lending on. So why are you trying to push all this stuff through? It was very weird. So we were getting away from them. Well, and then they took a long time to tell us. Yeah, they what said it was going to take a, a whole week once or they more. got all the information. One, said one to two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Which it's like, uh, that's not normal. Yeah. You know, we found a lender that told us in 24 hours. So. Yeah. She said if, she, if we got it to her by noon, she could have us answer by the end of the day. I'm like, yeah. well, what the heck? Yeah. So we've learned, you know. Keep doing your research mm-hmm. and keep talking to people that live there. Yeah, and don't get discouraged because if if it was the right thing for you, then it would work out. You know, we're not here looking. This isn't our full-time job is trying to invest in property down there. We're just trying to find the right place for us to settle into for foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're doing. You know, we're mm-hmm. just on that journey right now, and that kind of catches you guys up to where we are currently. Um just in the throes of trying to find a place down there um, that works for our family yeah. for now and for 5, 10, 20 plus years. 
if anybody knows someone like selling by owner, you know, maybe it's not on the websites we're looking mm-hmm. at. Let us know, especially if it's near like Salina, Livingston, Monterey, McMinnville, McMinnville. Yeah, any, any of, those. of those would be great. Lebanon, Sparta, Sparta even Sparta. was good too. Yeah, Cookville. Yeah, yeah Cookville. That's good. Any of those? Yeah, really. That kind of um, upper, what is it? Upper Cumberland area would be ideal. Yeah. So that would be helpful if you, if anybody knows, we would love to do a for sale by owner because then <laughs> we can just, uh, you know, actually know the people we're buying from. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the update for today. Um, like I said, we're gonna probably give you guys a full on, you know, rundown once we actually find the place and get really excited about it. But that's the future for us. You know, we're looking to expand this and grow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, both our family and the farm, and you know the ways that we can teach via this podcast, but also on the website and in person. That would be my dream: is if mm-hmm. I can have people actually out um, and do some like like s- small classes um to teach Mm -hmm. some some skills so i would love that that'd be super cool um so yeah a big thanks to um everyone who is giving this podcast a listen we really hope that you found it interesting and as always continue to grow with us